0: All right, so again, uh, hitting the top stories, side, Parker and Steelman coming up in about an hour. Wait, is Parker back today from Lee Summit or no? I don't, I don't know.
1: Uh, I don't have the schedule. I would schedule. assume so, yeah. They took that-
0: the schedule off the wall. I would assume he's here.
1: Then I think he's got a honeymoon coming up. That's right.
0: Parker and Steelman coming up at noon and then uh, locked in. We'll be all over today from 2 to 3. Uh, Williams, when decides to commit to Missouri, And Nate Roberts this morning has decommitted from Notre Dame with a lot of arrows pointing him towards Oklahoma. And based on the way things have looked at that tight end position, I don't know, man. We get them over there now? I think he might be able to go help out the Sooners this year. Hey, can I tell you who's going to be the stud beyond Nate Roberts at, at Washington over the next few years? Who's that? Alexander's got another boy. Steven Alexander's got another son coming through that's gonna be really really good (gasps) dude let me tell you something this kid looks like he could step out and play for anybody right now and he is a fresh man so yeah Hmm. legit by another guy I haven't been able to bug too much steven alexander just wait till we get together look out so there's the big stories um so let's hit the top stories of the day shall we it's a little bit after 11 o'clock hour three of the plank show brought to you by mop and roofing 405-705-3843 and these are what we view as the top five stories of the day
1: it's time for the top five stories of the day brought to you by newcastle casino newcastle casino where real gamers play let's go man
0: newcastle casino best reels in the metro Happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6, including a front row sports bar located at Newcastle Casino. Monthly drink specials there as well. And oh, by the way, every night, midnight moolah, whenever you're a winner, take home cash. Become a new member at Newcastle Casino. Earn up to $250 in bonus pay NewcastleCasino.com. All right, let's go. Big story number five. Number five. We ignored this a little bit yesterday, but... It's making the rounds again today. I'm not a big NBA off-season conversation guy unless you have a member of a team coming out and calling his general manager a liar, which is exactly what James Harden did yesterday. Listen to this as Harden was, I guess, on tour in China. Darryl Morey is a
2: liar, and I will never be a part of an organization
0: who is a liar. Let me say that again. Darryl Morey is a liar, and I will
1: never be a part of an
0: organization that he's a part of. The- it, it's almost as if he didn't get the reaction he wanted when he said it the first time. So he's like, hold up, hold up. Daryl Morey is a liar. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> Daryl Morey is a liar. I will never.
0: Or he realized that maybe there was a little bit of loss in translation. It would have been even greater if he's like, let me say it a third time. Daryl Morey. The general manager of the team with which I play for, the Philadelphia 76ers, whom I asked for a trade, and they're not going to trade me, is a liar. Except it sounded more like this. Hey, Daryl Murray. Um, I don't know why that – I don't know why they didn't get the – he did a press conference where he said it like three more times. There you go. We lost our minds a couple, weeks ago, uh, a couple months ago whenever we saw Harden and Dame Lillard in a potential – You know, deal somewhere. Literally, that story has gone into the cold case files.
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't do that to Danny and Lillard. Don't ruin his career like that. 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 (laughs)
0: That Has gone into the cold case files. All right, big story number four. Number four. First, Josh Hummer. I learned that Johnny Manziel didn't have generational wealth, and his family didn't come for money. I was shook. I thought, thought they were rich. It's brilliant (laughs) if you really think about it. But my I would like to say my childhood was ruined, but obviously I was well into adulthood by the time that took place. (laughs) And then apparently my childhood was even more ruined yesterday when I found out that apparently Michael Orr wasn't adopted. (laughs) Not legally. (laughs) The offensive tackle from the blind side. Yeah, that took on uh, a life of its own. It was funny because when I saw it break, like I didn't even, it didn't register what was what was going on because i mean or or had had a really solid nfl career it's not like the movie just came out last year i mean i feel like When did the movie
1: come out like oh five or something
0: yeah i mean it's been you look it up let's see i'm guessing 2003 for two, the blood oh two, let's see here it yeah. says oh nine i
1: know I, i'm gonna have that to doesn't fact check right. that that is incorrect I guess it was 2009. November of 2009. Okay, that's one of those that it should have been further in the past. Well, I mean, it's still 14,
0: 15 years ago, or 13, 14 years ago, depending on whenever it started to uh, to really fester.
1: I loved uh, how that led to Dan Wolken saying, uh, "I who didn't see this coming?" I, <laughs> like the most, the most Dan Wolken thing of all time, right?
0: That's the all um, Tyree kill has requested a trade What? And then gone an hour later, like, what? And there's this faction of, well, you know, we saw this coming for a while. It's like,
1: but you said nothing.
0: What? (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Did Dan Walken at any time leading up to the success of the Blindsight over the last 14 years ever say, I think something fishy is going on here? (laughs) No. (laughs) You didn't. Why do people follow him? So, in other words, this came from a court filing where the former NFL player basically alleges that he was not adopted, but yet part of a lie concocted by the family to, to enrich con- itself.
1: Right, to control his, his finances. The,
0: um, what is it, the Twobie family? Toby family, whatever, 14-page document alleges that Sean and Leanne sorry, took Ower into their house as a high school student, never adopted him. Instead, less than three months after he turned 18 in 2004, the couple tricked him into signing a document making them his conservators, which gave them legal authority to make business deals in his name. The petition further alleges that they use their power as conservators to strike a deal that paid them and their two birth children millions of dollars in royalties from the Oscar-winning blindside.
1: Here's a great headline from TMZ. Twitter wants, Twitter wants Sandra Bullock blindside Oscar pulled. What? After or controversy. Why? Just because Twitter's <laughs> stupid. Are you serious right now? dumb. Here's another uh, pretty good one. Inside the Blindside Family's lavish lifestyle, including yeah. rides on pla- private jets.
0: I mean, y'all, I watched the movie. I, I know they lived a lavish life. I don't need it to go any more in depth than that. It's the weirdest. This this reminds me a lot of like a Britney Spears type thing.
1: It, it is. It, is it that what it is? some of that going on. Okay. I mean, a conservator, right? I mean, that's the same thing. That's that's what happened to her. Wow. I did uh, enjoy yesterday. Everybody Well I mean, come on. Didn't we couldn't we see this coming from oh that that's
0: my personal favorite. It's like
1: n- no, bro, that's like
0: that's like me saying I was gonna make that political, but I better not. But again, it just it doesn't make any sense. It's like people on draft day. Well, I had Tom Brady ranked as the number one quarterback in that draft, like three. No, you didn't. Oh, I saw something
1: happening. S- so does he own a bunch of fast food restaurants now? What's going on Well, with but
0: that was his thing, remember? That's what the uh, – that was how they had their money because Tim McGraw had bought all of the – I think it was what, KFCs and Pizza Huts or whatever. They had a bunch of restaurants that they had owned.
1: I, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie.
0: Mm. I said – I tried to be, because we watch Blindside a lot. I'm, I'm not even kidding. My nine-year-old daughter loves the movie. So every so often when it's like, guys, what movie do you want to watch? Blindside. All right, we've, watched, we've watched it like three times, What I is think, it? In the uh, last four years.
1: What is it streaming on right now?
0: Well, I got it on Netflix. You can watch the movie with a premium subscription on Hulu. I would have, well, then where the heck was I watching it? Slang I would have swore TV. it was on Netflix. I can't get on Netflix anymore because the person I shared passwords <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah, I, I know.
1: They're, they're really <laughs> cracking they're down. They're really cracking down on that right now.
0: Anyway. I, I
1: likewise have been barred from uh, Netflix viewing.
0: I had to, I had to actually. Steal my daughter's iPad in order to watch the Johnny Mantel feature. It's like, All, can I have all of which
1: is to say, hey, uh, streaming companies, I don't know if anybody's had this bright idea this morning. This is a, a good time to go ahead and get Blindside back up on the yeah, streaming Yeah, exactly.
0: Device. You can get a lot of clicks on that. I'm sorry. You breaking up Dan Wolkin is... Fantastic because I thought the same thing. Oh, I mean, between, come on! Between, anyone who's been around this family saw this coming. Like,
1: when t- I was in Memphis, it's like, dude.
0: <laughs> I tried to make a joke about. You see that uh, Tim McGraw's in some trouble today? I laid out the story when we were driving yesterday, and everyone looked at me in the car. I'm like, Tim McGraw? Huh? Country singer? Singer? Actor? Huh? No one. No. I'm, nobody. Nobody. We'll keep you up to date if there's any news, any news, news on this. All right, big story number three. Number three. So we're finally getting movement on something that I'm not going to lie to you, Josh Helmer. I'm surprised it took this long, even two weeks after a change was made. It appears as if those who have quickly realized that, oh, there's got to be something different done with the 12 team playoff had their voices heard rather quickly. (laughs) Now, it looks like there's two options. With the Pac-12 going away, you do not need six automatic bids. So here is...
1: Or you could, but you just, you know... You're getting to... Recalibrate how you do them.
0: So here are the two options. And you've got to choose right now.
1: Okay, let's hear them. Five highest-ranked
0: conference champions with seven at-large bids. Yeah, I mean, it's basically the exact same format,
1: except you cut the Pac-12 out.
0: Are the 12 highest-ranked teams. With no concerns about automatic bids for conference champions at all.
1: I mean, you probably don't need to worry about the conference champions thing. It, it you, you could literally just have one piece of it be highest-ranked group of five champions and then the other... You know, mm-hmm. hi- highest uh, ranked Group of Five conference champion, and then eleven highest ranked teams. There
0: here, you go. This weekend, Greg Sankey made the rounds and was talking about the future of the twelve-team playoff. One of the
2: the reasons I gave as commissioner of the Southeastern Conference is, even here in the SEC, we wanted college football to be strong nationally, and we've not seen uh, a West of the Rockies participant in the playoff since I believe twenty sixteen. And, and so the expansion was about making sure we brought in Western football. Well, now what's happened is Western football has come into other conferences. Uh, the net of that is circumstances have changed. And I think it's it's wise for us to take a step back and reconsider uh, what the format might look like given these changed circumstances. Uh, we've not met on that. I've not had any meaningful conversations. But, but I think we, we have to acknowledge that it is on everyone's mind pending the outcome of some of these additional uh, membership movement pieces.
0: So there's still a little work to be done. But as it stands right now, it looks like two models.
1: That, by the way, with the Paul Fine That's right. bomb show.
0: I don't know how to feel about that.
1: I honestly... 12 teams not going away. Sticking with 12. There's number one, you're sticking with twelve I think right
0: I think I just want twelve automatic bids right, Or twelve highest high large ranked bids, yeah, I think that's where I stand right now,
1: well, because generally speaking i mean and i I even make the concession for highest ranked group of five champion or group of six, I guess now, right mm-hmm highest-ranked non-power four champion, and then just the other 11. I mean, you're not going to get into a scenario where the conference champions aren't a part of that, I don't think.
0: This is a watershed moment, I think, too. Because if they say, we're taking the 12 best, SEC Big Ten, come on down. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of teams out of there. All right, big story. Number two. Number two. Josh Helm. There's National Football League news this morning because Anthony Richardson has been named the starting quarterback to the shock of absolutely nobody of the Carolina, of the Indianapolis Colts. (laughs) That would be wild if he's named the starting quarterback of the uh, Carolina Panthers. Panthers. Which, by the way, the Panthers already named Bryce Young their starting quarterback, too. I guess there's a few more quarterback battles going on than I realized. Apparently, there's a battle in Green Bay because Sean Clifford did so well that people think he should start over Jordan Love. But seriously, there is a battle beyond just Tampa and Baker and Kyle Trask, but there is a battle right now in Tennessee where Tannehill has kind of been inefficient, less than spectacular, and there's some that think that he could get beat out. There might be a quarterback controversy in Vegas where Johnny Johnny Manziel, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't necessarily lit the world on fire and he's still not 100% and suddenly you've got Aiden O'Connell who's playing well. We've had times before where you bring in a veteran quarterback and a rookie beats him out.
1: Wait, the thought is Garoppolo's not going to start. There's that buzz is building. (laughs) Oh man, it is such tank city. Stop it. it. I
0: think so too. I think one thing they realized that Garoppolo played so well against the Niners in the scrimmage. They're like, no, we
1: can't do this.
0: I don't know if we can have him play this year. Uh, And then there is Patrick Mahomes, who you would think, what's your motivation, dude? Five straight trips to the AFC Championship game. Is that number right? Yeah. Five straight trips to the AFC Championship game in your five years as a starter. Two Super Bowl rings already. Three trips to the Super Bowl What could possibly be still on that to-do list for you? I think
1: you always just strive for greatness. Um, Obviously, Tom is the top of that. I mean, to win seven Super Bowls and be in ten different Super Bowls, I mean, it's it's crazy to even think about, uh, even for me today. Um, So, uh, to me, it was always about how can I win as much as possible the Super Bowls. The other stats kind of come with it. Um, and I knew at Texas Tech I had put up a lot of stats and not won games, and I knew when I got to the NFL I wanted to, to be a winner. Um, and so I strive for that every year is just trying to win Super Bowls and, and give my team the best that I can. Um, and hopefully that, that ends up with a lot of Super Bowls. Seven's a lot, but I'll, I'll strive to get as close as I can.
0: Mm. There you
1: go. All right, we'll accept five.
0: We'll accept five. They're not going anywhere, people. I just want to make this very clear. I've seen this play. I've gone to this movie. I've tried to think, maybe there's a chance. They might be, even at one point this year, like three and two. They're going to be fine. Yeah, I mean.
1: It's enragingly frustrating. As long as he's around. They're good. They're a factor in the AFC. (laughs) I did like how hyped he got.
0: Oh, Ross got hurt today at camp for him. And he's the receiver out of Clemson, who no one wanted to pick because of injury issues. But, holy smokes, he's been the hit of camp. But he got Jalen Ross. He got – not not uh, Justin Ross, sorry. Mm-hmm. Not a buddy Jalen. All right, big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Oh. All right, dude. Everyone, I think, has calmed down. Everyone has kind of chilled a little bit. Because even with Williams – Winery. sorry, the S into the W throws your boy off. Has decided to go to Missouri. Nate Roberts this morning announces his decommitment from Notre Dame. And many feel like he's on his way to Oklahoma. Though someone brought up, I think it was Pop brought up a great, you ever remember the wrestler Raven? Yeah, oh yeah. I don't know why I'm asking about. that. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Raven used to have a phrase where he'd say, what about me? What about Raven? And with all of you people having your recruiting insiders, I'd be like, what about me? What about my
1: predictions? And be like Raven style. This will probably hurt your soul, but uh, no. When you say Raven, I think of I'm so Raven. I'm saying it's okay.
0: He had a pretty good run. He had his own little whack pack. Billy Kidman. There was a.
1: You have to have a whack pack. Got to have a whack pack.
0: But Nate Roberts looks like he could be on his way to Oklahoma, and we had we had a little bit of media veil yesterday, which has been great. Short viewing session. But learning a little bit more about the comfort. Danny Stutzman using that always reassuring phrase of, hey, the game's slowing down a little bit. It's great to see. Great to hear. Now, how can that matriculate itself around the rest of the defense? We'll give a little camp reaction. And, oh, Josh, we have another start time. Right, we got to do it before we break. Did you see another start time was released for OU football? This is uh, courtesy of Brett McMurphy. Okay, who's breaking news this morning. But it looks like – according to this Oklahoma's game against Cincinnati is going to be a big noon kick.
1: Okay. Well, h- how do you feel about that? First game uh, in the big 12, every, Cincinnati.
0: every road game. That's an 11 a.m. Kick. Bravo. Yeah.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm all about 11 a.m. Kicks on road game.
1: Don't let them get charged up.
0: 11 a.m. for OU Arkansas to open the season in 17 days, 23 hours and 36 minutes from now. 5 p.m. for the certain Day game on September 9th against SMU. OU Tulsa will be at 2.30, and now, according to Brett McMurphy, big noon kick, 11 a.m. for Oklahoma and Cincinnati. Boy, I'm going to ask a really dumb question. <laughs> yeah? Cincinnati in the Eastern time zone?
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: I, hey, listen, I told you right now. I found myself blown away to learn that f- all of Florida wasn't in the Eastern times on this past week. Eastern.
1: There you go. Daylight. Time. So
0: it is a truly a big nude kick. Hey, look, if you're going, you get an extra hour sleep. That's sarcasm. So 11 a.m. for Cincinnati, which means we know now of noon the- Eastern, <laughs> noon Eastern, 11 central. Thank you. Uh, now we know the start times for five of the six. Sooner games. Cause we I mean, oh, you Texas is gonna be eleven AM most likely, right? But for certain five of the first six? Did I do that math right? Did I say five of the first six? Yeah, well,
1: you said five of the six sooner games. Oh, okay. Five of the first like, what, six. What seven? happened to six of these well, games? Well, we cut the
0: other six out, Josh. We just gave them dubs in that one. Everyone's upset about Winnery, so we're just gonna give him wins. So, uh eleven AM against Arkansas State, five PM against SMU, two thirty up in the nine one eight, and then 11 a.m. against Cincinnati. Quick break. Josh sent a laundry list of things that we needed to catch up on from the week that was. Let's hit them all when we come back on the ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show.
1: Cut. back of the class. I see your hand raised. Because you
0: had sent me a Barry Trammell article from, Scissor tales. from last week's Scissor Tails. I'm glad that you have a new entity that's going to be attacking the media market in some way, shape, or form. But a bunch of sellouts. That's what I want to do in life, man. Who the heck? And how can you call Sam a sellout whenever he's not even in the business right now? <laughs> I mean, Sam's probably going to have to take a, a pay cut to get back into the media. <laughs> I mean, come on. What are we doing? Well, Sam Mays, too, is like, ah, good for Sam. What are you even doing, people? Whoever's in charge of this marketing, brilliant on the Barry Trammell, I think you got to let it go with that. I think, hey, that worked. That was great. People trying to figure out what's going on. some point, you need to let them know what's going on. No, we're building up. Okay, well, football kicks off in 17 days, 23 hours. Yeah, probably time to get this minutes. thing going. But you, um, you had sent this article, and it resonated with me, about who has the toughest – Big 12 football schedule. And I think this is just specific, specific to 2023, correct?
1: Yes. This season. Big 12 schedules. It stands
0: out to us because of the 14 teams, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are ranked 12th and 13th
1: on this list. Per Barry Trammell, by the way. Per Barry
0: Trammell. Right, right. Nothing if you are big on mathematical formulations that derive – Strength of schedule from rushing yards return to overall value of X and Y. He says the Sooners avoid Kansas State, Texas Tech, and Baylor, all picked among the top six, but also miss Houston. Like Texas, the Sooners play four home games and four road games, plus the neutral Red River. I think all of us have said, of the things that give us optimism in 23, schedule is one of them. Did you have any problem with these rankings, Josh Helmer, with the number one on this list being Iowa State, who apparently will be without their starting returning
1: starting quarterback and their top rusher? Correct, yes. Every game looks difficult for Iowa State. That is that is certainly fair. Not really. Uh, I mean, I just think the the notable thing is, and I feel like probably most would agree, take your pick, right? 12 is where tram-ranked Oklahoma's mm-hmm. scheduled difficulty among Big 12 teams. It's not much above that, if it is, right? Missing Kansas State, missing Texas Tech, missing Baylor. We've done this song and dance a couple of times by now. Welcome back to the show if you're a repeat uh, customer here. But uh, it is a navigatable schedule for Oklahoma. Just one more illustration of that.
0: Speaking of navigatable schedules, OU did announce the much-anticipated and much-awaited additions to their 2024 schedule. Now, you might ask, why do they need to add teams? Well, they're now in the same conference in 24 as Georgia, and then lo and behold, you're only going to play conference games. So Houston and Maine will fill holes for the Oklahoma schedule. Houston's move to the Big 12, obviously allows the Sooners to kind of fill that commitment. The Cougars don't even play OU in their first year, but we've played Houston a couple of times. There was that quote-unquote neutral site game at the home of the Texans. I don't even know. Is it NRG Stadium still? And then they came here on what was a really, really cool environment, by the way. That was that Sunday game, that Sunday night game where, (laughs) Josh, that was a wild Sunday night game because we lost power. And I don't know how much of Norman lost power that night and I had friends staying with us, and literally everything was just black in our own name. It was just dawn. I
1: don't remember that.
0: Yeah, we lost. And maybe it was just our I, – I lived in Norman then. But that was a fun. That was Sunday night, Jalen Hurts. We thought De'Ara King. There were people saying, oh, Oklahoma's in trouble. It was a great game. Yeah, there was a ton of buzz
1: around that Houston team going in.
0: September 7th will be the OU-Houston game, with Oklahoma returning to Houston to complete the home-and-home series in 2028. I didn't see a date on the main game, unless I missed it.
1: No, it's okay. we don't know yet. Okay,
0: but we're, with the SEC schedule, please tell me people weren't mad about this and understanding that Alabama and Tennessee and South Carolina and a road trip to LSU is on that twenty twenty four
1: schedule. Well, I mean that could be a you know a nice little non conference game against Houston. I mean let's see what Donovan Smith and Houston does this season, but that's not just. Hey, the easiest game of all time.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. And then there was the, then there was the note involving the preseason coaches' polls that we needed to get. This is a little bit more relevant towards yesterday. It's only the fourth time that Oklahoma has been voted outside the top ten since 2000, and every year, been pretty successful season. In 2000, Sooners started at 19th, went on to a national championship. In 2013, OU started the season 16th and finished with that Sugar Bowl win over Alabama, finished number six in the AP ranking. And then in 2015, the Sooners started the season at number 19 overall, ended at number five after advancing to the college football playoffs. 15, Josh? 15 is one of my favorite seasons.
1: Why is that? Because... 14 was a tough one. Right.
0: Because of where Oklahoma was going down the stretch and how still even in Baker's first year, you know, after losing the OU Texas game that year, and just, gosh, that was a gut punch. But when they were playing... Baylor, TCU, and Oklahoma State, those three games, no one thought that really that they – the TCU game maybe, but no one really had projected them to win. They thought, oh, Baylor's going to beat them, especially after what happened last year. And that was just a great game. Rain out of nowhere, and it rained part of the game. The pass of Dimitri Flowers, they're nerd, dork fans. It was great. Shut them up. TCU – the cheap shot on Baker, right? And they still found a way to win when Stephen Parker made that play in the end zone. Two-point conversion try. And then the Oklahoma State game. Now, the Oklahoma State game was kind of weird because you had the Mason Rudolph injury and Mike Gundy was being weird about it, as he always is with injuries, as every coach is. That's yeah, one of my favorite years. But I I completely forgot that they started the season ranked so low that year. Went over yeah. Tennessee, 4-0, and then the loss to Texas, and they reeled off. Seven straight wins to the end the season. And then at halftime, the semifinal against Clemson. It did
1: not go well in the second
0: half. I started making reservations for things that we might do next week in Arizona. Mm. That was a really, really bad decision at that point. One of my favorite years. All right, let's hit the text line when we come back. Anything else you want to tie up loose end wise? I don't think so. Numbers? I know we got a lot of audio we can still get to from practice avail. And
1: uh, apparently some from yesterday, right? Oh, yeah. We'll do it next with your
0: texts. Don't forget, Monday we'll be at Buffalo Wild Wings in Edmond from noon to 7. That's right off I-35. That, by the way, Josh, for perspective, that's where the radio crew meets whenever we drive to Stillwater.
1: <laughs> oh, really? That's, that's right. The, hey, that's the drop-off
0: spot, that Walmart parking lot. But uh, it's right over there, main thoroughfare in Edmond. Check it out. It's our college football giveaway. We're giving away all the Power 5 teams, and it works just like the NCAA tournament. If your team ends up in the playoffs, win a grand prize in the championship and prizes every hour on the hour from noon until 7 on Monday.
1: And might I say thank you, of course, to our event sponsors, Buffalo Wild Wings, of course, but how about Amini's Galleria, Fast Signs of Norman, and Riverwind Casino. We will see you for that event on Monday. Plank Show right here on The Ref.
0: someone on the Myers Chevrolet text line, I think it was Brooke suggested that our plank bank sounded too close to something else and we needed to adjust it. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> bank of plank is what I always go with. But my what about me? What about my predictions? I think is is going to catch up. <laughs>
1: what on. what uh what bank is uh what what, what bank is that getting yeah, referred Brooke, to? Yeah, Brooke, what are
0: you referring to? I have no idea <laughs> what, what you could possibly be bank? trying to 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 say there. Uh Breaking news! We've we've had a couple nice little tidbits. The Nate Roberts decommitment from Notre Dame, which many feel he is on his way to Oklahoma, and then the University of Oklahoma today announced its non-conference men's basketball
1: schedule, and in it, I saw this is a return to McCaslin Fieldhouse. How about that? Yeah, that's good. That that always uh, is a good night when they can do that over there.
0: Thursday, November thirtieth. I don't know why I tried to say third on that. Thursday, November 30th, the Sooners played their last regular season game in McCaslin during the 2013 season and beat A&M Corpus Christi. Has it been 10 years? I was thinking the same thing. No way. Someone sent that on the text line, and their point was, ah, first time in 10 years. Like, nah, that was like last year when they
1: did that. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. Is... Nah, what are you talking about? That was like two years ago <laughs> when they did that. Hey, uh. So, what what day is that game getting played on? Thursday, November 30th. Okay, so, f- let's see. Friday, December 30th. Can we do our show? Well, I guess it would be I, nice uh, to do a show from there. I've got a topic I'd like to kick around with you. Go ahead. What if the basketball team, in December 1st, what if they move their home games to McCaslin Fieldhouse? Let's discuss that on December 1st.
0: Like, in other words, you're such a great environment and everyone's all feeling old school.
1: You know, you can. I think you could sell that whole arena out. My, here
0: was... What I, as someone who has gone to a lot of events and McCaslin, as both a, I guess, broadcaster and as a fan, immediately my concern goes to there is just not enough places to get concessions in that. Right.
1: <laughs> like, there's
0: literally one or two.
1: And I'm teasing because that is a, no way. That is a popular. Well, why don't they move out of the LNC and go play in McCaslin? And I can't believe it's been ten years since they've done that. That is wild. Dude, there is some really. See, here's what's wrong
0: is i don't have i'm really bad at looking at an actual release and going through it because i'll read something and then you're like whoa well then there's this game and then there's that game so i kind of need let's see if they've got the full schedule up here for me <laughs> uh, let's see here because north Car- they're playing north carolina josh at the Jumpman, and i guess that was one that everyone kind of knew about already right
1: yeah, Jumpman Invitational. Let's see here. Oh, no, they only have last
0: year's. No, wait, hold on. Hold, hold it. Hold it. And here we go. Thank you very much, Brent, for having this updated. The Sooners will open the season against Central Michigan on November 6th. I like that. And then Mississippi Valley State comes to the Lloyd Noble Center games that you are absolutely riled fired up for would include the Rady Children's Invitational in San Diego where they will play either Iowa, Seton Hall, or USC. There you go, Josh.
1: They're playing Iowa. Oh, are they? Yeah, it was announced this morning by uh, Rothstein. So they open with Iowa. Winner there would play the uh, winner of the other two. And loser would play, obviously, the loser of the other two. Ooh, which side are you on? But whose side is he on? That's
0: another wrestling reference. you <laughs> Uh, but on, so that is in which, which San Diego, November was 23rd. That? that was Bobby the Brain Heenan, <laughs> during Bash at the Beach. Whenever Hulk Hogan came running down as the perceived saver of WCW and Randy Savage, only to turn on the Macho Man and become the third member of the NWO. Whoa! Not a jobber. Not a jobber. Not a none of those six were jobbers. Lex Luger still with us? RIP. I'll have to check. But back to the schedule. After that San Diego trip is the, the McCaslin Fieldhouse game. They get Providence, the Big East, Big 12 battle on December 5th in Norman. The Tulsa game against Arkansas is on December 9th. I'm going to that this year. No, I'm not. Never mind. That's when the that's when the Army-Navy game is. Well, I'll, you were. <laughs> I'll be in Boston for that one. And then the Jumpman Invitational against North Carolina is December 20th. So there's the non-conference schedule for OU Men's Hoops. Some, some good dropped. teams in it. Dude, that's a great take off the text line. A student-only game in McCaslin would be amazing.
1: Be a cool way to generate hopefully interest. You among know what? The student body too.
0: Do you know what? I think that's a great idea.
1: I do too. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool.
0: All right, we got a break. Uh, breaking news: the schedule is out. SoonerSports.com for the OU men's basketball team. Uh, very very exciting day. Whenever you start thinking about a game on campus at McCaslin Fieldhouse. That's going to be cool. We'll take a break. Come back. Wrap up the Plank Show next right here on The Ref. <laughs> I had a story for you. Sorry, I missed are the cough, but... Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm very excited. Can you sense a little different energy today with the girls back at school? Oh, dude, you are like...
1: Oh, yeah, you are jovial. Day.
0: This is so happy. I'm are, so happy
1: right now. You are
0: floating on air. It's just that it's inevitable, right? I know what's going to happen. I know the fights are still coming. I know it's inevitable, but it's just I get... I got like four hours apiece. And then, you know, the afternoons shows will start back up and that'll keep me busy and make uh, a little coin. So I have a non I have a non sports story that I want to wrap the show up with today. And I don't know, Josh Helmer, if if it's going to turn the audience against me. But I can't hold this in any longer, or it becomes too terribly old, and it involves movies. So, great text today. I, I made a decision that we're going to on tomorrow's program. There are I have a page. I have a prep page on our text, and it's like your favorite tweets and your text. And you put them there, and you can you can read them all. Thing is loaded. I mean, there's probably fifty texts on there.
1: Yeah, we we barely scratched the surface, and, and so.
0: I want to spend some time just going through those reactions to start the show tomorrow. So the show's basically over tomorrow already, too. Good. But I have to talk about how some of you people are acting at movie theaters now that we're back.
1: <laughs> All right? Oh, no. I'm
0: going to read. Uh, I'm going to read directly from the Washington Post story involving a situation at a 930 showing of Barbie. At the Regal Cinema in downtown Denver. The theater's manager was pleading with a man seated a few rows in front of two people. Trying to get the movie goer to leave. Then five security guards showed up. And the man, Tess Connolly, was naked. Sitting in a seat, watching Barbie and refused to leave. The lady, um, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Tess Conley was the woman filing the complaint. The man's name is withheld and redacted. Quote, Tess, one of the security guards was saying to the guy, dude, you cannot be naked in here. The guy was all confused and upset that he couldn't be naked in the theater. The security guard proceeded to ask the audience to assist him in getting the man out, to which many in the audience started screaming things like, get this freak out of here, and my teenage girl is here. Meanwhile, Josh, the most concerning thing in this... uh, Hold on, let me rephrase that. (laughs) The the most concerning thing in this is the naked man in a movie theater. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, it's funny that you pulled up... Paul Rubens. Right, because this happened literally the day he passed away. This goes back to, like, August 6th, right? It's almost as if the universe was paying homage. But... It was, Conley said, it was the moment that we all were going to start dying laughing and the security guard was totally ruining our moment being like, everybody start yelling. (laughs) And we're like, no, we're trying to watch the movie. It's like, there is a naked dude causing a havoc in a movie theater
1: and there's a movie with, hey, I'm trying to watch the movie. (laughs) And I've been to a showing of Barbie. Let me tell you. It's uh, not all adults at the showing. It's a naked man should not be in the theater. At the Barbie showing in Washington on Sunday,
0: a man wearing a pink tank top and body glitter would loudly start cheering for Ken every time he was on the screen and trying to get the movie
1: theater. St- it was like it was a sporting event. Yeah, Ken, let's go. <laughs> okay, well, that that's a little more harmless, but... It's still during the movie, though. Yeah, no, that's... Not acceptable behavior. I'm not saying it is. A little. Do you think part of this is we are
0: still trying to reacclimate ourselves to society, and we're so used to doing everything at home?
1: Well, I just think it's an indication that Barbie is making people go crazy.
0: They even have had problems at Oppenheimer too. They
1: have. Yeah. What, not what... with
0: guys being naked in the front row, but
1: or people cheering for a kid. <laughs>
0: I hope they're not cheering in Oppenheimer, man. Jeez, my goodness. <laughs> Come on. Kid. Blow it up. Yeah. Gosh. But I, I've had, we're, we are a movie going family, right? That's where we'll splurge a little bit. We'll get the reclined seats, get way too much candy. I haven't had a problem in a movie theater, Josh. I really haven't. Now, when we went and saw, when we went and saw Anchorman too.
1: we had some problems. But of course, that was what, yeah, like a decade ago. Yeah, that was uh, before they played the last game in McCaslin. I think
0: so. <laughs> I think it was that same week. But just, I mean, come on. First of all, don't get naked in a movie theater, number one. And number two, it's, it's act like civil human beings. You I could know, cheer I'm for in. kin, but please cheer at home. Could you like, it's like this dude in a pink tank top and has glitter, and he's just like, hey, kids, 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 kids. Mojo Dojo, whatever it is called. I am kinuff. I am kinuff.
1: And that's enough from us today. Yeah, we
0: got to go. Steel Man and Thune at noon is next. We'll be back tomorrow. Y'all have a great, great Tuesday on this glorious first day of school right here on The Ralph.